0: You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my YouTube channel, My name is Jeva Edmonds and I'm so glad you're here. We're gonna focus on today's episode on what is multicultural education. I'm gonna delve deep into finding out the history about multicultural education and the five main categories that Dr. James Banks has implemented in his teaching philosophy. And then I'm gonna give you some suggestions as to how you educators can incorporate multicultural education in your classroom setting. All right, buckle up, stick with me. Let's get to it. African-American scholars and activists have always had a push to implement creative and positive African-American lifestyles in education in this country. With the pushback and negative stereotypes, it was very challenging in the beginning. We need to know that the reason why there was a push for multicultural education in this society was because there were factors that had blocked a lot of people of color in sharing their perspectives of what happened in historical events. We are going to dig deep into Dr. James Banks's philosophy of multicultural education. I remember being in graduate school in education and learning more about his work. He has the Center of Multicultural Education at the University of Washington in Seattle. They have a wonderful program that has Lots of resources out there for you educators to actually understand the research and best practice methods in multicultural education. So I highly recommend visiting their site. There's like W.E.B. Du Bois, Charles H. Wesley, and even Carter G. Woodson, who had this push, this initiative to bring Black narratives into the mainstream that was positive and to help dispel stereotypes of african-american life with that being said in the 1920s carter g woodson the father of black history month wanted to publish books and literature for everybody in this country so they could understand the african-american in our history. His first book that was published in 1922 was The Negro in Our History and it was widely used in academia at the time. There has been more public demand right around the civil rights era with different groups African-Americans and other marginalized groups in the society that had a push for more ethnic studies and research. Because in this country's history and teaching history, there had not been other perspectives giving their sides of the stories to get a more wider lens of what actually happened. That way people were pushing for more primary sources, more secondary sources, and there were a lot more books and requirements on college campuses that even if you weren't in the educational field, you still had that understanding of the importance of multicultural education. In 1992, we had over 80% of universities in this country that had educational programs that required learning about multicultural education. So educators at that time would go on and go further into their classrooms promoting multicultural ways of life. Now, when I'm talking about multicultural education, I'm not necessarily saying ethnic or racial groups. That is only one part of it. Other parts of it include people in the LGBTQ communities, people in the Latina, in the uh, AAPI communities, the Native American communities, the indigenous people of the world. So it's a big scope but the nice thing about that multicultural lens is these are the groups of people that have been shown out, pushed aside, um, when it comes to historical narratives in education. Now, Dr. James Banks has 12 guiding principles in multicultural education. Um, If you look into his uh, multiple works with multiple contributing authors, you're going to see the theme and the overall theme goes down into five dimensions. So I'm gonna share with you those dimensions today. The first dimension we have is teacher learning. With teacher learning, the big focus is research, research, research. I know as educators, we are lifelong learners. And so for us, doing more research is paramount in understanding our students when they walk in through those doors. Our second Category is about student learning and it all goes down to even the school climate that you have. Does your building have an inclusive model? Does your building understand the students where they are coming from and their own experiences while you are in this classroom community? Now, the third category is called intergroup relations. Now, intergroup relations is mainly focused on gathering students together from different backgrounds to help improve relationships and help dispel those negative stereotypes of their own implicit biases. Number four we have is school governance, organization, and equity. Now this piece goes down to policy making in your building. Now when we're talking about school policy and district policy, make sure that when you do have your multicultural mission statement that you have it in practice every day, your staff knows where your school or district's core values lie that is a huge piece in our category 4 is you can have that uh, laid out for everyone and your families can come in when they enter your building and they see your mission and your core values, but it doesn't help anyone if you aren't putting it into practice. So really dig deep into what your school's core values are and how you can implement that on a day-to-day basis with your staff and with your students in order to have a more democratic multicultural society. And our last pillar I wanted to share with you is all about assessment. And I love some good data. You know, I'm a fifth grade teacher and I do love to assess my students to understand what they have learned and what they continue to try to get better at we do know our traditional formative and summative assessments but what dr banks has also shared with us is we need to also incorporate project-based assessment projects you can incorporate all three into your curriculum guides for example when i was in my classroom teaching big units on uh celebrate Africa. The favorite thing I love to do with my students is to share with my students that Africa is not a country. It's a huge continent with over 54 countries. And so the students in my class picked a country they wanted to study more and they were in charge of finding out their government. They're in charge of finding out their way of life. They were in charge of finding out the language, the food, the cuisine. And they were so excited to learn about a particular particular country, that they were able to celebrate Africa as a whole, but also know that each individual country in the continent of Africa has their own rule of law and their own way of life. So when you do these project-based unit assessments, make sure you have multiple sources that your students can look in and research. And also when you're doing these types of things, make sure you're also mindful of your audience. We all know when we need to vet out certain sources so that no one is upset or hurt. So with that being said, what can you do in order to implement multicultural education in your classroom? Well, I have some really cool suggestions. And the first suggestion I would have for you is creating a very diverse classroom library. Yes, I love books, that whole multicultural bubble of ethnicity race gender um, identity um, these are the types of books that you need to have in your classroom library range and also going one step further if it's sitting on a shelf on display that's not going to implement your multicultural education you can't say well jeb i already have the books i know what i have but are you taking them out for read-alouds? Are you using these books in your genres of realistic nonfiction, your nonfiction narratives, your informational text? Are you using it in your poetry unit? Are you using it in your historical fiction? So those are the types of books that if you have them, wonderful. But you also need to implement them in all of your genres in your ELA as well as in all of your subject areas. So students can have that background knowledge of knowing where these people featured in these books are and their relation to the subject matter that you're trying to teach. I really need to stress that when you are. Teaching about historical events, especially when it comes to how this country came about, make sure you have done your research, educators, and found multiple sources from multiple perspectives when it comes to particular events. It really gives your students that breadth and depth of knowing that the historical event is not just a one-size-fits-all thing. And I tell you, project-based assessments. I talked about earlier with our Celebrate Africa unit of study, and at the end of that big unit of study, we did a wonderful food and festival celebration. Now, for my students, what I always tell my students when we do a food and festival celebration, they need to know the exact food, the significance of it, the history of it, before we even get our plates and gather together. I think it's more impactful if you do your research, educators, you have your students also buy in and research what the significance of this festival is before you just celebrate as like another family night or, you know, um, parent uh, committee night. Uh, The reason why we have those foods and the reason why we celebrate Celebrate is just as impactful um, and more so than having a display for everyone to walk by and see. Please continue to study Dr. Banks' work on multicultural education. When I've done staff developments in the past, we did look into his 12 guiding principles. But what I feel like the thing that was missing as educators, we did look at his work. We read it. We had book talks and discussions. But that's where it ended. We need to go one step further. And as a staff and as a team uh, of educators, you need to take one of those principles and use that as a part of your professional learning community's goal. How are we going to implement project-based assessments? How are we going to implement our teacher research? And use that one guiding principle for the whole year and check and use your normative uh, goals to go against that. I think that I feel would make the multicultural education philosophy more in front of you instead of an afterthought. So these are just some wonderful suggestions of what multicultural education is. Please continue to study and look at Dr. James Banks' work. And like I said before, I am here with lots of multicultural resources on my website, JebbaEdmonds.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Thanks again, and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.